Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Football Talkators podcast. We have Andy, who is our unbiased NFL fan, and I'm your host, Yams. I'm your Jets fan. Today, we have a lot to talk about. We have the Aaron Rodgers trade finally happened. CJ Stroud's stock is dropping. We'll discuss why and which team will trade Lance be traded to. So like I said, there's a lot of topics to get into. So let's go ahead and get started with our first topic today. The biggest one, in my opinion, is who won in the Aaron Rodgers trade, Packers or Jets? Andy? So at the end of the day, it all comes down to how this plays out. If Aaron Rodgers takes the Jets to the Super Bowl, then the Jets actually won this trade. But if the Jets don't even make the playoffs or they go in and out, then it seems like the Packers are going to be winning this trade. Now, it also depends on who they pick on on these draft picks that they traded amongst themselves. So it's a toss up right now. If you ask me right now who won it, it would be Green Bay Packers because they actually got a first rounder out of a quarterback that might not even be playing next season. We don't know. Absolutely. The Packers are the team that did win in this trade for now, right? In the bigger picture, it might change. I do hate the conditional part of the the pick where it turns into a first round if he plays 65% of the of the season, which I don't know why they're treating it as if he doesn't play. He's a pretty durable quarterback. I love everything else. I would have maybe given like a third for missing the playoffs, second for making it, and first for winning the AFC or making it the Super Bowl. Then I would give the first, not 65%. What kind of baloney is that? Yeah, you can see that's complete egos when they were going back and forth to this trade to because the Packers just wanted a first round. That's, that was their main goal. And they sort of got it because Aaron Rodgers is a durable quarterback. So it's probably going to be turning into a first rounder. We don't know in the end. But it seems like they got what they wanted, sort of, kind of. But at the end of the day, it, it, it does seem that they got their first round. Pick. You know, I might sound up, not that I'm upset right now with the 65% based on if he plays or not. Because if it does work out and he does go to the Super Bowl and if it does go to the AFC Championship, I, I mean, I'm going to be one happy fan. Of course, I hope it goes at least a one more year. I might be asking for three years. Maybe that's too much. But at least one more year. And that's kind of where I'm. I'm scared. So asking for three years is not bad at all. It's he's I believe he's 39. So he'll be 42. Didn't Brady play until he was like 45, 46. So I don't think it's nothing bad to request that from him. Three years is perfectly fine. A minimum two years to to go to from a one organization to another organization. You have to acclimate to their way of doing things, their schemes, their their play calling, even though you are Aaron Rodgers, you still have to adapt to that new team's way of of football, basically. I guess I say it's asking too much because before he went into the darkness, he had a mindset of 90% retirement. I don't know if that's just him talking the way he is. Who knows if he means it? But that's why I'm saying maybe asking three years is too much based on someone who had 90% retirement on his brain like two months ago. Yeah, it's going to be a really frustrating situation. Just waiting to see if he's going to retire or not. It's kind of like Brett Favre uh, PTSD. When, when Brett Favre was there 
It was, is he retiring? Is he not retiring? He says he's retiring. He's coming back. But Aaron Rodgers says he hasn't, re- well, he hasn't retired yet, but it's sort of the same thing. And then Brett Favre went to the Jets. Now Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. I hope, I mean, history seems to be repeating itself right now. I just hope not in the bad way that it did happen with Favre. And I hope it's it reflects positively for the Jets with, with Rodgers. A completely, totally different type of quarterback and personality. They have complete different personalities. So I don't think at all it's going to turn out the same way how it ended with Brett Favre in the Jets. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, let's stay on the topic sort of uh, with the Packers. Are Packers still the favorite for the division without Rodgers? No, they are not. All of that division are like super happy that he's gone. You are done with the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. He's done owning you. Now you can take advantage and get into that uh, into that first place in that division. Now you have to play against Love. Now he's he's a quarterback that's still coming up, and we don't know what he can provide to you. So take advantage, be ha- happy about it, and and now your terror of Aaron Rodgers is over. You know, I would I would have said even with Rodgers there, even though it gives him a great chance to be the number one division and that's I just don't think he would have also gotten there because there's Detroit Lions and I feel like they would be the favorites over no you can say that they could be the favorites but it's still Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers they always dominate yeah they dominate such a long team it's like the Patriots with the AFC East they dominate for such a long time Tom Brady left and look what happened now they're not winning that division how they've always been every single season. So it's the exact same thing. I'm sure they're all happy for him to be gone. Now there's going to be a new king or the new queen bee to take over that division. Just at this <laughs> point, it's probably it's probably the Lions. You know, they're the ones that are, you know kind of having the best changes in their team. Yeah, um, I, the Minnesota Vikings also is a really good team. As long as Jefferson is there, they have enough. Uh, explosive offense and Kirk Cousins even though he shrivels in prime time he still has his weapons uh Cooks and um I'm well we'll, we'll see but I don't I don't think that there's going to be that much issues there and No in but the well I mean you have the Vikings, Lions, Chicago Bears they're like far away from it Chicago Bears are not Maybe they're, I don't know if you want to put them before or after the Green Bay Packers, but I don't see them. No, as of now, I put still Chicago last. Yeah, see? So we'll see what kind of team Packers are with love. People are really high on love. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and move on to um the draft. And, you know, it's, it's coming up this week. So we have CJ Stroud. Uh, he scored 18% on the, on the scout test, I believe. Should teams worry? It seems that this is hurting him. Should teams be worried? Well, yes, uh, they should be worried. He actually scored 18% in a decision, decision-making test. So when you're a quarterback, you have to be in, in that mindset to be always be ready what the defense throws at you to make those quick decisions to make the, the perfect play. Now, if C.J. Stroud has that issue in the NFL, then of course it's going to hurt him. Now, you don't have to take it completely because he did play for an Ohio State, and Ohio State is a major program. And you do have some evidence that he does play really well in quarterback. So it's, it's not going to hurt him too much, but I would be worried. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people are just horrible at taking tests. I am one of those. I'm a bad test taker. Now, this is the first time I'm hearing about a test. Justin Fields took that test and he scored high. And how is he doing? Not the best, right? Right, right. But then you have Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, who also scored high and they're doing great. 
Yeah, it all so depends. I just it all depends on the player, and I don't know if this is a big deal or or what's the deal, but I, I just don't, it, I don't I can't trust it. You know, we have Blaine Gabber, Matt Flynn, Greg Greg McElroy McElroy. See, these names are not anyone you guys know. I bet, and they all scored high. So. You tell me if it's that important. Yeah, all these things are just coming up because it's the week of the draft and they just need to find out what is wrong with these players. I feel that maybe just Brady Quinn maybe hurt his 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 stock a little bit by saying that he didn't show up to the Manning's um, quarterbacks or training thing or something like that. And that also could have been an effect. I don't know why. Well, whoever's <laughs> listening to Brady Quinn is just insane. He, I'm sorry, but Brady Quinn has not put in the the best type of analyst. Um, well, whatever. He, uh, let me let me go back Brady, to Brady it. Quinn Brady Quinn not... does not give too great of anal- analysis to uh, players that I have seen over the years. And he wasn't a great quarterback himself. Yeah, no, he struggled completely okay. in Cleveland. I-, I can see how the test could allude to someone struggling because you do need to be, in my opinion, I'm not, I'm not a football player or anything, but I think the quarterbacks, you have to assess everything. You know, you're on the field, you have to make quick decisions. And I think being smart and being able to memorize plays as much as you have to, that's going to come in your favor. All right, so let's go ahead and stick with the whole draft topic. So we have a report that the Colts are probably eyeing to pick up Will Levis. Do we think that's a good choice? Yeah, absolutely. For the Colts, that's their type of quarterback that they like. They had a Peyton Manning, a big, strong uh, quarterback Andrew Luck also another big guy uh, strong as well and then after Andrew Luck left they had Philip Rivers tall big guy um, also uh, this previous year they had Matt Ryan it's their type of quarterback Will Levis as this big guy strong arm and that's the type of quarterback that that they like so I wouldn't be surprised if they pick him I agree so he has this toughness that they like the leadership the big arm Shouldn't they be concerned about his advanced age and and turnover rate and the sack rate that he had and the inconsistency in his accuracy? I would be concerned picking him up at the fourth. Yeah. The problem is, is that with the NFL draft, always hit or miss all the time. You always would wish that every pick that you pick with these quarterbacks, they always hit. But we've seen throughout the years that you think that you're picking the best one, but it's sometimes the one that is picked last is actually the best one. Look at Purdy last year. Lamar Jackson was actually picked at the end of the of the round. And look at the other years with the top quarterbacks with Trey Lance and Justin Fields. It's just not working out. And Zach Wilson as well. Yeah, Trey Lance is something that we can't really base it on because he got injured and we really never seen the guy play. Now, I agree. Yeah, uh, quarterbacks that get picked later in, in the rounds, they work out more often than not. But it also depends on the team and the organization and the right coach that's in play. It will work out for Will Levis if the coach that they hired, which is Shen, Shannon, Shannon, something like that, if he's the right coach for that organization. And also, so far, Jim Erzway has been just just off. He's just been doing horrible decisions, at least last year. So let's see if that stops. Yeah, well, as long as Jim Ursay is there, he's still going to have control of the team. And he likes his type of players. As you can see, he has a track record of the same type of quarterback. So that's why I say that Will Levis wouldn't be a surprise if they pick him. They need a quarterback. They need it. So they're gonna, sure. they're going to take him or maybe Anthony Richardson. I don't know. But they are going to draft a quarterback for sure. All right. So let's go into another topic here. Well, I find that it was pretty stupid for four players to do. So the NFL suspended four Lions 
players for gambling. Thoughts? Yeah, it, just like you said, it's a really stupid thing. When you're an NFL player, you know that you're not supposed to be gambling. You are getting paid lots and lots of money compared to the average Joe out there. And you had your ex- your example last year with with Ridley. He was suspended for the whole almost the whole season. So why would you just put yourself into that position? I I don't un- I don't understand. You see someone like Calvin Ridley to get suspended for a whole year for gambling, and then four other people decide to do it. I know Jamison Williamson was not the one that was actually physically gambling, but he was in the area of it happening, so he knew of it. So it's like knowing of a crime but not saying anything but also covering it up and he just got thrown with the bunches i'm sure he'll appeal it and these players are going to appeal it it might drop a little bit if he wasn't the one doing the gambling per se but still just being around uh, around the gambling or the and the other players as well just gambling is just just a boneheaded move well i i think it not only that what the players were involved it seems like there were some other people also involved in in gambling so it's actually a bigger story than i thought but for me it just you guys make a lot of money already more than the average joe like you said there's no reason for you to be gambling and being greedy being greedy at this point because you're already making the money and now you have insider information being an NFL player and you're gambling. Who knows if they're gambling on a, on NFL games or, I mean, that's why they're being suspended, right? Because it's NFL yeah, games, not yeah. just a boxing match. I, on, I don't know the rules exactly per se, but I, I mean, I do believe it should be just the NFL games. If they're betting on basketball or boxing, UFC, etc., I don't think that should be an issue. I mean, they do, if they go to Vegas and they're just betting on like table games and slot games. I mean, that's still part of the gambling, but I don't know if it's just exactly has to be like they cannot gamble in sports at all. I think it's yeah, I think it's just NFL games. Yeah. But I mean, that's how Ridley got got caught because he was betting on NFL games. It's just so stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. So the reports out there that 49ers are open to trade Lance. So we know that he's been injured. He hasn't really seen the field. What team do you think will probably make a trade for him? For me, it would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They do have some weapons still um, for him. Uh, they still have Evans. They still have, um, man, the second wide receiver. I always want to say Godwin, <laughs> but but it's not. Um, well, they still have the other wide receiver there. And they still have some weapons in place. I know Baker Mayfield is there. Uh, but now that uh, if Trey Lance goes there, it's a good team to actually just start your your career with again. Just start new, start fresh. And kudos to the 49ers if they actually do pull this off to just cut their losses and just start fresh. I do give them a lot of respect if they do. So Tampa Bay did not come to my brain. What The two teams that did come to me are is the Vikings because I don't think that they'll bring Cousins back in 2024. They've seemed to hit a wall without, you know, trying to, I guess, win the Super Bowl with him. And he also struggles in primetime games. And another team that came up to my brain was the Houston. If Houston Texans do not take a forego and don't take a quarterback at their at their second pick, then they, I could see this happening because D'Amico Ryans is now the head coach for Texans and he was a 49ers uh, defensive coach. So this makes a lot of sense if he does end up going to the Texans. I do like your pick of the Texans because what you just said, 
the coach knows Trey Lance. Um, I mean, they were basically in the same team together. Just I wouldn't go with the Vikings because that they have a similar type of situation with the Jets that they just need a capable quarterback to get them to that level. And just starting off from from zero with um, with Trey Lance and not knowing what he can do is just putting yourself back in there. So with the Vikings, they just need a, a capable type of quarterback to get them there. And with the Texans, since you're rebuilding, it's actually not a bad position. Yeah, and they have a ton of picks. The Texans have a ton of picks. So, yeah, they're rebuilding. And I think it would be a good spot for him to trade. But I don't know what the Texans would be willing to give up for Trey Lance, too. I would just stick to my guns as much. I would just give a second rounder. I would not give a first rounder. Oh, no, absolutely not. Not not someone like Trey Lance who's just shown to be injury prone since he since he's arrived. Exactly. It's kind of like a Jimmy Garoppolo type of trade. Just get a, give a second round pick and we'll see how it goes. I mean, you did, you're did. you getting a player that was picked, what was it, like top five overall? So no, that's a big type of, uh, a big win for the Texans if they get him for a second rounder and, and we still don't know what he can provide. And we just know that he's injury prone. What about the Titans? What about him maybe being back up there? No, again, that's another team that is also always fighting in the playoffs. They need an, a capable quarterback to get them to that level. It, you're not rebuilding. Trey Lance is for a rebuild. Yeah, I can, I, I can see the Texans then. Okay, so now we're going to go to a segment. And this segment is Andy's mock draft segment. So Andy, why don't you give us your mock draft from one through five predictions? Yeah, for the upcoming NFL draft starting one through five, we'll, I have the Panthers picking Bryce Young. That's an easy pick. He's the number one quarterback out there. So no questions asked. Uh, two, I do have the Texans taking CJ Stroud, even though that there's negative news about him. He, the hype is still going to be there for him. He's still a top quarterback. Number three for the Cardinals, I have Will Anderson. He is, the, for, in my opinion, the second top rated uh, defensive player in the draft. But it seems like a lot more teams like Will Anderson than Jalen Carter. So the Cardinals are going to build that defense with Will Anderson. Number four, I have the Colts taking Will Levis. We'd spoken about uh, the type of quarterback he is and the type of quarterback that the Colts draft. Andrew Luck, uh, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, just big, strong guys. And that's what Will Levis is. And the Seahawks, they love building that defense. And I believe Pete Carroll is going to go with Jalen Carter. My opinion, the best defensive player in this draft. I don't know about CJ Stroud going to the Texans at number two. I think we might want to flip those around. And Will Anderson going to the Texans, I do think they'll forego not picking up a quarterback in the second. Yeah, that is a big possibility because D'Amico Ryans is a defensive-minded coach, and he would pick a player that that he to build that defense with. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, it's a really normal saying in the NFL that defenses win you championships. It does help a lot to have a big-time defense to win you a championship. The last few seasons and the and the Super Bowls, we've been seeing just mega star offenses. Um, the Rams, it does it did help that they had Aaron Donald um, as their mega star in the defensive side, but they had a big time um, offense too as well. But they had a look at Patrick Mahomes winning, uh, Joe Burrow uh, going to the uh, going to the Super Bowl, also offense. So we have been seeing a lot of offensive weaponry, but defenses does help you get to that super. Awesome. All right. So now you give us your one through five. Can you give us your prediction through the next five, six or ten? 
yeah, for the upcoming NFL draft for the position 6 to 10, we'll start with the Lions. They're going to be taking Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech, uh, building that defense with Campbell there at the Lions. The Raiders, they're going to also build their their defensive with their cornerbacks. They do need some cornerback help, so I'm so they're picking the best corner in this draft, Devin Witherspoon. The Falcons, they also are going to be picking a cornerback because they also need some cornerback help, and that's Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. And the Bears and the Eagles, I have the Bears taking an offensive tackle and the Eagles taking an offensive tackle as well. The Bears with Paris Johnson from Ohio and the Eagles, uh, Peter Skronsky from Northwestern. I'm surprised I'm not hearing anything, any buzz from B. John, John Robinson being draft at least in the 5 through 10 because he's a he could be a game changer for a team yeah B. John robinson of course he can be a game changer for uh, any team but i'm a big strong believer to not draft the court a running back in the top 10 and a lot of mock drafts out there have B. John robinson being taken by the philadelphia eagles at number 10 overall but i think that the philadelphia eagles know how to maneuver running backs that's why they have so many about um so many running backs and the main starters, they let him go. Like the Sanders, he just left the Eagles, and they're not going to be getting a. Uh, they're not going to be using their ten overall pick on a running back. And especially if the buzz we've been hearing about Philadelphia is that they might be landing Derrick Henry. If that does happen, then I do not see Bijan John- Johnson going at all to the Eagles. If he does end up going to the Philadelphia Eagles, if that does happen, then. The pick right after that is Tennessee at the 11th spot and losing Derrick Henry. They might be the ones to pick up B. John Johnson or maybe a quarterback like Anthony Richardson. Who knows, right? But I don't see B. John Robinson being picked up in the top 20 picks, uh, 21 and above. That's when I see him in the in the end of the first round. I know he has monster talent, but I just don't see it worthy enough to pick a running back so high up in the draft when you can get key players that's offensive linemen and defensive linemen and you need to build those those offensive line to actually have these monster talent of running backs to to go and and explode through those holes that those offensive linemen are making so that i wouldn't be picking a running back in the top of the draft interesting very interesting is there anything else you want to add no i just uh one thing that i just want to add about this year's draft is how hooker the quarterback from tennessee he can be he can creep up and to be a steal in this year's draft you made a great point with the texans picking a defensive player and i think hooker could be a player that the texans might draft later if they steal him in the second round and i think that the Texans are the they're going to be the best team in the in the season. I believe I've seen that before where the NFL draft, well stealing the NFL draft. I know the New York Jets was last year, so we'll, we'll see who it is for this year. Hopefully it's the New York Jets to steal a draft, but but they're 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 definitely stealing the trade today, so and a whole bunch of primetime games for sure. So we don't the Jets only got one last year, a lousy Thursday night and now I'm hoping to see 10. Yeah, they're going to be on prime time for sure, the New York Jets. The only thing that I just don't know is that particular team for the Jets and the uh, the offensive players that the Jets have, I don't know how well they'll mesh with Aaron Rodgers. I know that they are bringing Lazard there, so that is somebody that Aaron Rodgers knows. Garrett Wilson, he's a big-time talent, so I think that he'll be perfectly fine. 
What what makes me nervous for the Jets is that running back situation because Aaron Rodgers loves to use their running backs. He he had so many running backs throughout this his career with the Packers, and he always either gives uh, hands the ball to them or it's a quick throw to him. It's like there sometimes his security blankets on the side of um, when he can't find any any players to throw to. So now with uh, Brees Hall being still injured from the ACL, for me it takes two years to recover. Then you have Michael Carter, which for me, he's like a, I don't know, C plus, maybe, maybe B minus type of running back. I don't say I don't see Michael Carter being a top running back to make all those touchdowns. So in my opinion, I think the Jets really need to get a a veteran running back to help Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens. They did pick up. They did. They did lose on this whole trade with Aaron Rodgers. So. I don't know what more leverage they have. Yeah, I wouldn't be trading if people are thinking to trading for like Derrick Henry right. or Eckler. Like, don't do it. No, you do not trade for for these running backs. And I feel so bad for running backs because they put like their heart and soul out there. Eckler last year, he was a top running back and nobody's trading for him. And he's like surprised of why isn't he getting like the money that he deserves. I feel so bad for these running backs, but just business-wise, it just doesn't make sense because running backs just go into a decline after their primetime years. And the Cowboys is a good example of the nostalgia that they had with DeMarco Murray. They used him constantly as a as a, a workhorse, and he was a top running back in the league, and they let him go. And all the all the Cowboys fans were love up and like with their arms up, asking like, why, why, why are you doing this? He's a top running back. And after he left the Cowboys, he went down. And now because of nostalgia, with the egoness of of the situation that happened with Zeke, they actually kept him. They paid him because he was doing well in the first couple of years. And as a Cowboy, after they paid him, his like stock went down. He wasn't the type that player, that dynamic player that he once was. So. Yeah, unfortunately for running backs, is not. It's not good for business. And Zeke still has doesn't have a team yet. He's still still floating there. He's still free agent. He's he's still available. It wouldn't be bad if the Jets actually picked him up. No, it's not a bad idea. I don't, I I they said they were good. Michael Carter be the first and second and second down running back, and then Zeke on the the third and fourth. I mean, you put in Michael Car uh, uh, Brees Hall here and there. But you have to make sure that Breeze Hall is 100% healthy. Well, according to the articles, he is healthy. That's what they always do. Well, I'm excited for this season, obviously, with the Jets. Now, they finally have a quarterback. They gave up a lot, but they have a quarterback. I'm ecstatic. I'm ready. I'm ready to buy my Super Bowl ticket. So anything Las else? Vegas, here we Las come. Las Vegas, here we come. Anything else to add before we end this podcast? No, um, it's exciting. The NFL draft is this Thursday. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of surprises. There is no... Um, usually we kind of know like what teams are going to be picking throughout the, through uh, prior to the, to the draft, you kind of sort of know. And in this draft, it's, it's a complete question mark. We don't know. Even the first overall, usually so it's, we, still, a question it's mark. still a little bit of a question mark, even though we kind of know it's going to be Bryce Young. But see, it took us a long time to say it's Bryce Young, right? We just yeah. said that last week, it's Bryce Young, but right. you know, it took us months and months. We were thinking and Anthony Richardson, we were thinking CJ Stroud, but you know what? It is probably Bryce Young, but we'll see. It's going to be an exciting draft, as usual, right? Every year, it's always exciting. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you to those of you who stick up, stuck to us till the end. 
Uh, we appreciate all of you. We have more contact on our social medias. Please share our social medias, Andy. Yeah, you can find us in Football Tailgaters um, and YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Football underscore Tailgaters or just Football Tailgaters. You'll be able to see our pictures there that you see on our website or our profile. Well, we'll love to hear from you. Comment, um, subscribe, and any comments, we would love to hear from you guys. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everyone. 